Roman Show and today we are joined by Caroline Labouchere, a grey ambassador, a model, a speaker, a runner. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. Not at all. I'm very interested to kind of dig in a little bit to get to know you a little bit more because I know you're a model. You've been featured in Vogue, Tatler and Harper's, but that hasn't always been your career path. Uh, so how did you begin modeling? No, I never had a career path really. Um, mother, wife, um, female, uh, basically that's what it was. Uh, and then the modeling thing came totally by chance and uh, hit me like, uh, I, it just completely turned me around at the age of 53. Um, yeah, so uh, totally excited about life, more excited about life now than, than I have been before. That, that's amazing to hear. Um, you say you came completely by chance, but I know that you have 150,000 followers on Instagram. And like I said, you've been featured in British Vogue, like it's huge. How does that spin? How does that whirlwind happen? Um, I, when I got this job, they said, how much do you want to be paid? And I honestly said to them, I would pay you to be in British Vogue. Yeah. Uh, I, I did get a very small amount of money I had no idea what to ask because I didn't have an agent and um, I never expected in my world, I was a school receptionist in Dubai and I never expected to be offered a job to model. I had never felt uh, beautiful. I had never felt, not the models had to be beautiful, but I'd never felt um, worthy um, that anyone would, be interested in inviting me to do something that I had never done before. Presumably that whole shoot could have been a complete fail, <laughs> but, but it wasn't, it was the best day ever. And, and I rocked it and enjoyed every moment. And from there was British Vogue the first campaign and then it spun or, wow. That was the first, eight times in one year. Um, first, first time ever. Uh, to have a modeling job um, and then I because it sort of flicked a switch in me and made me realize that I could create a different person in my 50s um, and that I was more able to do anything in my 50s than I was before because my children were grown up and, and had moved on my husband obviously is independent um, uh, we're very strongly together, but he still, he exercises for a zillion hours at a time. And I no longer sit at home wondering when he's gonna get home because I also have my own um, exciting things going on and I'm busy myself doing my own things. Interesting, so you mentioned there, uh, you're, let's say an ambassador. I wanna talk about social media influencers, models or what, whatever you wanna name it. That, maybe that's not the word as you're a model, but. For me, I follow, I think I follow kind of quite a range of people across a number of different industries. Um, but let's say, for example, I noticed when I was kind of researching you, there aren't a huge number of um, female ladies in their 40s, 50s, 60s representing. Um, why do you think that is? I, I know for a fact that in our 50s, we don't share our journeys. I think things are changing a lot, but 
if I go and have a facelift, there will be a huge outpouring of women in my age group who, who will say, I thought you were all about aging naturally. Why are you doing this? What are you showing the world? Huge negativity. I will have a facelift at some stage, I'm telling you now. But, um, and there is a tribe for that, but if you go and have a facelift, you won't be getting a hard time. It's a completely different ball game when you reach later life because the majority of people you should think you should be natural. So we don't share our journeys. I think that's why there are many of us out there. We sit quietly and listen and see what everyone else is doing and then judge them. So, so then when you started on your journey of sharing a bit more, because I know you share a lot on your Instagram, uh, do you A, get negativity? And if so, are you just like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. This is a path I want to follow for now. It affects me. I don't get a lot of negativity because I put out there that I have a tribe and I love the tribe that I'm in. And if you want to be, if you are part of that tribe, then that's great. If you're not, follow your own path, follow the people who interest you. Don't follow the people who are not doing what you approve of. 100%. Um, I want to talk about how your, your career grew. Do you find that social media is helping you or how do you kind of move on to the next role? Is it solely through your Instagram account or do you have other ways of kind of um, getting more modeling jobs, I guess? I think it's essential, um, the social media, in, in being seen uh, by people who, if I just modeled, I wouldn't be seen by people, especially here, because I'm, I also feel like I'm in a no man's land because I'm not old enough to, or I'm old enough to be a granny, but I'm not a granny. And I don't look like the, you know, the little old woman who I have portrayed in modeling jobs. Um, and I'm too old to be the mummy, although I'm a mummy. So I'm kind of in that no man's land. So I figure by the time I'm 65, I'll be getting more work, but I have to keep being seen to be on a radar. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're saying you're not exactly in a certain bucket. So you're kind of in a no man's land. But as well as that, do you face any other challenges in your role right now? I think there are always, always challenges. Um, my ch challenge at the moment is, is getting the word out about menopause. So that is my, my thing um, about being the best, best version of yourself at any age and that it can be you can be your best in your 50s or 60s, better than your 30s or 40s. Uh, so that, so it, it's a challenge working out which way to get that across. So I, I dabble in YouTube. I'm not a YouTuber. Well, I am because I have a channel, but um, it's really hard when, when it's just you you've got to do the vertical and the horizontal and uh, I have a website which I'm really bad at keeping up to date but it's going to get better because I'm going to get help so get help from people that are good in the areas that you are not good in 
Interesting. You mentioned a lot there, and I love that you mentioned, let's say, menopause, because there's so many taboo subjects that sometimes aren't tackled publicly. So it's amazing that that's what you're trying to do. And I know also that your message is to kind of uh, spread, bring out the best version of people. Um, and I saw something, it said that you actually meet people who are maybe struggling and you try and help them do that. How does that process work? And is it just for ladies in a certain age bracket or is it anyone who needs a little of, little help to find the best version of themselves? I'm thinking I probably shouldn't be meeting men in the same age bracket because I don't think my husband would be very happy about that. Um, I'd have to take him along to chaperone me. Um, the majority of my followers are 25 to 35 interestingly um as far as menopause goes you and most women i assume think menopause 50 plus but in fact you should be thinking about it in your 30s because it may happen around 40 41 so you need to know what to do when you get one of those 30 symptoms so don't wait until your 50s when you're getting the hot flushes because that's one of the last symptoms be on it, be tracking your periods, tracking, just seeing for any changes that are happening. Uh, brain fog's a big, big one, and I still have that. Um, but just keep an eye on yourself, even in your 30s, um, and be aware and talk about it. This is it. Like, I think it's something that's not talked about, and I'm certainly in that age bracket where I should be being aware, and I'm not, um, because I just don't see, I don't see it spoken about online, and then it's not on my radar. And if I don't have those conversations with my mom or with my friends, I guess I'm not having those conversations. So it's great that you as a voice are doing that, I think. Yes. Do you know if your mum's on HRT? My mom is, well, Patna, she's 72 now. Okay. And well, I she could... We still be on HRT. Really? I think, uh, I think it was years ago that she went through menopause. And I think she was on that years ago. You, take, you keep taking it, if, if you're happy to, you keep taking it right the way through to your 70s because it will stop you getting dementia and um, osteoporosis, heart disease. She does have osteoporosis and she does <laughs> too. And she didn't ever take... Um, uh hrt so you could all of those things could happen if you if you don't choose to take and, and everybody has their own journey but it is safe these days and we do a talk every sunday um about menopause uh live so if you have any questions amazing well it also has inspired me to actually speak to my mom about this which is probably uh, <laughs> useful and um, where can people watch that live it's on my igtv um, I do love an Instagram live chat. Um, <laughs> quickly, we have to talk about your hair because it's absolutely beautiful. I want to talk, did you kind of make a conscious decision to embrace the grey? Is it great genetics or just tell us about it? Yes, my mum has completely white hair. She started going grey in her 20s. I probably started going grey in my 20s, um, but more noticeably in my 30s, fought it, dyed it. Uh, tried going grey and women again just they tell you not to do it they, you, your friends will tell you not to do it um, and it wasn't until here uh, so I arrived actually in Dubai ten and a half years ago grey and those women were not even my friends yet but the power of uh, being told don't go grey it makes you look so old don't do it don't do it so I immediately dyed my hair Arrival here. You immediately dyed it to change it from grey. 
Yes, I did. Yeah, I did ten and a half years ago. Um, so I think I went ash blonde um, uh, and kept that going until I just thought, well, my mum, my I only ever knew grey at home. Mum was grey, which I think it helps if you have an elegant. Uh, and many of her friends in England, so many people are grey um, uh, and very elegant. So. I kind of decided, made the decision to join the club and to stop sitting in the beauty parlor for hours on end. And you know, how, when you start going great, it has to be done every three weeks. The sun shines in through the, the, the sunroof of the car and you get this shiny silver. Yeah, and, and it's expensive to maintain as well. I'm maintaining blonde and it's <laughs> not very well, obviously, but I'm doing my best. But it's not even friends. I think it's uh, social media advertising constantly tells us and my mom continues to dye her hair blonde and I'm continuously telling her to embrace the gray. I need to show her photos on your website, on your Instagram, because guys, if you're watching right now, please just check her out. They're absolutely stunning. They're unique and incredible. And uh, I think more photos like that in the limelight would probably encourage people to kind of ditch the shampoo. Yeah, more just gray women out there, especially on Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, really stunning. We just need to see it more on billboards. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, please. <laughs> Anyone's watching? Um, before we jump into our Teeny Tiny Dubai quiz, I just want to ask you, of course, it's, we're, we're living in a pandemic. Our lives have shifted dramatically over the last couple of months. How has COVID-19 affected you and what are your future plans and has it affected your future plans? What's in the pipeline? It, it, initially, when it happened, um, I followed my husband's lead and I was very excited um, challenges ahead, we can do this. Um, love spending time with my husband, luckily. We've been married 29 years this month. Uh, so that, that part of it was great. And then I started to, I had a shift where I was thinking, hang on a minute, I don't like this. I can't walk the dogs, uh, I can't run, and I don't like exercising inside, and I just this steady decline happened. So luckily um, I called a doctor at King's College Hospital and we had a, a Zoom chat and uh, the happy pills arrived on my doorstep and managed to get out of that and back on track. Um, things have changed a great deal. As you know, there are no events, there are no, um, uh, well, not a lot of modeling campaigns, uh, and they're all very different because everybody's masked up. But the future is still exciting. Things will change, and it, the future has to be exciting. Otherwise, what? Oh, I mean, yeah, we're not going to sit around and just believe it's all negative. It's going to get better. It has to get better. And there are so many opportunities. You have to find the opportunities. Uh, and maybe diversify a little bit. So it's a challenge. It's a challenge, but it's going to get better. And it's great to hear. I think a lot of us kind of went through a difficult time. And it's great to hear that you pulled out of uh, your difficult time and you're excited about the future. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing I did learn, and that is that I need people in my life. That that was sort of a light bulb moment for me. I, I didn't ever know that I was so um, buoyed up by being with people, touching and eye-to-eye um, -eye contact. Yeah, it's interesting, but I still feel that we're still missing that element from our lives. I know I'm in the office, but 
we're still not meeting in the same way that we used to and I'm still not doing that social interaction as much as I used to so I think it's taking some time but hopefully soon we will have more. The old Costa coffee is working well for me. Is it? The old Costa coffee is working well for me. <laughs> Do you mean the interaction with people when you're buying or just to keep you energetic? Oh well yeah the guys at Costa who know my name and know my order I love that. Um, but yeah just sitting with a friend and and just it's just lovely it's a good yeah. feeling and you really maybe appreciate it more now than we used to totally yeah yeah amazing well thank you so much before we go caroline we're going to jump into the teeny tiny dubai quiz where we ask you 10 seconds <laughs> are you excited i can tell there's apprehension or excitement i'm so excited <laughs> okay so it's 10 questions about dubai i'm going to open up my clock now so i can do a timer see how uh, prepared we are here um, ten, uh, 10 questions about Dubai, answer them as fast as you can, and good luck. You ready? Yes. Okay. Which, which mall would you find Ski Dubai? All of the Emirates. British comedian is coming to Dubai this week? Uh, uh, Malcolm McIntyre. How many Emirates are there? Seven. Maybe three. Omar Quain, Abu Dhabi, Sharjah. Name one host of the Chris Fade Show. Chris Fade. Name Abu Dhabi's primary airline. Abu Dhabi's, um, that's the other one, isn't it? Emirates and Etihad. <laughs> yeah, great. What is, where is Dubai Opera located? Um, it is on that road that goes around near Dubai Mall. Name UAE's largest emirate. Uh, Dubai. And name Dubai's largest indoor venue which opened in City Walk in 2019. The, the, oh, the Apple. Is it Apple Stadium? Uh, the stadium. The, the... That is the end of the Dubai quiz. We finished nine questions out of ten. I'm going to run through your answers and tell you how you did. Okay. You're fantastic, by the way. Okay, good. Key Dubai. I answered correctly or not. Well, this is it because I think you kind of guessed most of them. You got most of the majority correct. Ski Dubai is located in one of the Emirates, correct? British comedian is actually Jimmy Carr. Oh, I quite like him. I love him, and he's playing tomorrow. They're all sold out tickets. There's a competition on Love and Dubai if anyone wants to check it out, but yeah, they're sold out. Okay. <laughs> okay, so one, um, how many Emirates are there? Seven, correct. Name three Emirates. You said Umal Quain, Sharjah, and Abu Dhabi. Name one host on the Chris Fade show. You said Chris Fade, absolutely correct. Name Abu Dhabi's primary airline, Etihad, correct. Dubai Opera is located in downtown. Ah, okay. Yes. I think um, Then he said, name Dubai's largest indoor venue located in City Walk. And you said the Apple Arena. It's in fact the Coca-Cola Arena. Coca-Cola. I knew that. <laughs> it's so funny. Like it's on the tip of your tongue and it's something that's, yeah, it's just there. And the, the, other, the last one that we, we said was name the UAE's largest emirate. You said Dubai and it's actually Abu Dhabi. And we missed one. So you had six out of 10. Round of applause, Caroline, congratulations. I'm happy with that. You did Thank you. 
I think you were kind. I think you were kind for some of those questions. No, I think I was harsh. I could have given you a half point for Dubai Mall for Dubai Opera, and I did not. So actually, I feel like I was a very harsh judge today. Fine. Um, Caroline, it was lovely getting to chat to you. Thank you so much for kind of giving us a little bit more insight about what goes on behind the scenes. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Guys, that is The Love and Show. We are back every single Tuesday live on Facebook. Have a great day and wash your hands. Stay safe. Bye.